All right, everybody, welcome back. I'm trying to get in the habit of releasing one episode a week, uh, but yesterday's episode wasn't my best, and this episode looks like it's going to be pretty short, so I figured I might as well record it and release them both at the same time here. Today I'm going to be talking about our voting habits and what I think are some dangerous misconceptions about the two-party system. So we're about seven months post-election and five into a new presidency. And what do we have? The blue team is happier about what they got rid of than what they gained. And the red team is still dealing with the hangover from the last four years, wondering what happened. Wait, did I hook up with a reality TV star and drunk dial everyone who ever pissed me off? Not many people I know were excited about the last few elections. And if you were, this episode probably isn't for you. But if you weren't, you were probably thinking, well, I only have two options, so I better pick one, right? Wrong. I'm going to take the next few minutes to lay out a very simple case for voting exactly the way you please. The binary choice of the two-party system is a lie that only survives because it is convenient to both parties. Watching the more reasonable people on the right and left, there seems to be a standoff to meet in the middle. They seem to be saying, I'll do what I want and think is best, but only if you go first. People are telling themselves they don't want to vote their conscience because they don't want to risk losing to the worst of two evils, and they'd rather ensure a victory or at least try to ensure a victory for the lesser of two evils. But remember, the lesser of two evils is still evil. And if you are one of those who feels trapped in a binary system against your will, ask yourself, how do you feel about waiting to follow your moral compass until someone else does first? So what would happen if you did take the leap and make that protest vote? Well, with so many people out there implying that they want another option, if we all made the leap at once, it wouldn't be a protest vote at all. But it seems rather cowardly for us all to stand at the edge and wait for someone else to go first. We all fancy ourselves the hero of our own stories, but heroes drive the plot forward by making the first move. What I see playing out these days is a diffusion of responsibility scenario that you read about in psychology papers, where a crime is committed, but no one is willing to step out of the crowd and distinguish themselves to step in and help. I think that many people fear that by stepping outside of the two-party system, they'll lose their tribe and be isolated. And I can certainly understand this. As somebody who is not a part of the two-party system, uh, I certainly feel like an outsider at some parties and gatherings. But in most one-on-one conversations I have, people seem disillusioned with the two-party system. They feel stuck. So maybe by leaving it behind, if enough of us take action, we can lead our tribes out of this wasteland. And let's be honest, anyone who would turn their back on you for voting your conscience probably never shared your core values to begin with and probably isn't someone you want in your chosen tribe. For those of you anchored in pragmatism who say you simply can't win outside of the two-party system and it's just a wasted protest vote. First, I would caution you against leaning too hard into pragmatism. Uh, For more thoughts on that, see episode three on idealism. But also, I would say there's value in a protest vote. 
And I'm going to get real controversial here, but even not voting has value when done conscientiously. Imagine if Americans turned out to the polls in record numbers, but say for the office of president, the vast majority voted third party or abstained from voting at all. Record high turnout and voter engagement with record low votes for the winner of the highest office in the land. What would that do to the two-party system? At the very least, it would undermine the legitimacy of the current system of elites. It would signal to both parties that if they want to remain even relevant, then immediate change is necessary, and they need to circle back to the reasonable majority and abandon the radicals that they have been courting on the far left and far right. Sebastian Junger, who I really enjoy... Uh, makes the argument that everyone should vote because it encourages a feeling of community and participation. And while I agree with the core principle of remaining politically active and engaged to feel a part of your community, I disagree with the specifics of voting to accomplish that. In today's day and age with the two-party system, I would argue that there's just as much community and solidarity to be felt in protest. I'm not asking anyone to disengage with our political system. Quite the opposite. I'm asking that you be so engaged that you guide it with your conscience and your true beliefs. Which brings us back to the current two-party system. If you truly believe that one of the party platforms speaks to you and aligns with your personal philosophy and you truly believe that the leaders of that party also believe in that platform and do their utmost to uphold its principles, then please continue to vote for the Republican or Democratic Party. But if you don't, please stop trying to game the system just to achieve the lesser of two evils. Not only is that morally tenuous, it's not even practical as it often backfires. Back in 2016, I was having a conversation with somebody who really despised Trump, and they were telling me that this election, unlike any other, was absolutely binary. You had a moral obligation to see it as binary, and we had to convince everyone it was binary. That way, Trump would not get votes and Hillary would win. In this conversation, I warned the individual that this wasn't the smartest way to look at this election. They were looking at it from the perspective of someone who lived on the coasts and only spoke to liberals. But I was looking at it as somebody who'd grown up in the military my whole life. And I knew that if you made the military choose between Trump and Clinton, Trump was going to win. So by forcing a binary vote on everyone you know... You were really forcing a lot of Trump votes that you didn't expect there. And in the end, we saw how forcing a binary system where every voter becomes a one-issue voter who simply looks at one thing and decides, okay, well, this thing's important to me, and so in that category, this person is the lesser of two evils. Well, we saw how that worked out. And for some time now, at least from my perspective, no one has really gotten what they've wanted. They've really just stuck it to the other party out of spite. Then again, I may be wrong, but that ability to test ideas, learn, and grow is what makes this country great. So be honest, allow yourself to be wrong sometimes, and be fearless in the exercise of your rights. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to reach out 
to be honest, I may be wrong at gmail.com, all one word, uh, or on Instagram, tbh underscore I may be wrong. Um, and at some point, I'd like to get some interesting people on here and hear their points of view. So it's not just uh, one sided me talking into the void. Hopefully, I'll pick up enough steam here in the next few months to be able to accomplish that.